Hello, friends. It is almost time, potentially, for the announcement of Barry Trotz as Winnipeg's next head coach. Should we believe this rumor? Should we uh, get excited that Trotz might be signing with the Jets as early as this coming Tuesday? Who knows? We'll explore this possibility as well as what will happen once the Jets actually sign him on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. As you can see and hear, we have both audio and video versions of this podcast. We're available in any format you like, and you can take us on the go, watch us at home, all the fun stuff. Give us a follow. We really love and appreciate your support. Before we kick off tonight's episode, just wanted to shout out the wonderful folks uh, at Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Stay tuned to this episode to hear more about why BetOnline should be your premier online betting destination. Now, for tonight's episode, there is, uh, well, maybe one of the more interesting rumors to come out over the past, I I would say, 48 hours or so. Uh, For Winnipeg Jets fans, obviously, this is a super exciting time because the rumor, according to uh, a Twitter account, Jets-centric podcast, which has a wonderful show that you can definitely check out, the, the rumor is that Paul or that uh, Barry Trotz is actually about to be announced as the next Jets head coach uh, by Tuesday, which, yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? This this rumor kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and certainly, you know, for, for breaking news, usually you would see like a national or a local media source pick up on it um, before maybe one of the Jets blogs does. But because the signing does sound like it's very much um, currently being kept under wraps, you know, you'd, you'd have to know somebody uh, who knows somebody tied to the organization before you could actually hear this. But after Jet Centric posted about it, it did start to get some steam with some of the other uh, local Jets Twitter accounts and blogs. So for me, there is increasing validity to this. It it kind of fits in a lot of ways, I would say. Uh, you know, the opening for what Trotz wants, um, the options and vacancies that are out there. And, you know, quite honestly, the attractiveness of the position, I feel like makes the Jets a very interesting landing spot. Now, let's just assume the signing actually does go through. And within the next 48 hours or so, we hear that Trotz is officially announced. Uh, Obviously, this is going to mean quite a few things for the Jets. Uh, The biggest thing is that, you know, as they're getting ready for camp in a couple of weeks and months, um, they're going to have to adjust to Trotz's coaching style. I think Trotz would be an interesting change for this team because, like I've said on previous podcasts, uh, Barry has a more low-event style with an emphasis on team structural defense, which I don't know if that's going to really work for the Jets. Uh, in the past, Winnipeg did have this approach with Paul Maurice, 
And at one point, it actually fit well, which was 2014-2015. But now, stylistically and with how the roster is built, I see a bit of an incongruency, right? I I think Trotz might be, in some ways, a little old-fashioned for what this team is currently built to do. But obviously, uh, if Trotz comes in, I would imagine that the roster is going to start to see some changes. I don't know what it means for the kids, though. Uh, in, in previous teams that Trotz has been with, you know, the, the prospects and younger players haven't nearly played as big of a role. And I think that that would be a mistake for me. I think the Jets should emphasize the youth, make use of those ELCs and try and get value out of the really good talent that they've amassed over the years. Because, you know, the depth players that the Jets have now, they've, they've tried to tread water and, and really hold their own. But let's be honest, Winnipeg's depth scoring has been uh, a little bit rough. Even the top six at times when they've struggled to, uh, you know, put a few past the opposing goalkeeper, they're just not really getting support from some of the other lines. So this would be something that I think the Jets really need to improve upon. Uh, and Trotz, I think, I think his vision of a bottom six tends to be a little more defensively oriented. I'm curious to know what he does away from the Islanders, because when he was coaching the Isles, it did kind of seem like the roster that he had already didn't really leave him a lot of room for customization, but you know, he made it work. Uh, I will say that their bottom six was also very defensively oriented, did not score a ton from what I recall. Uh, so I, I don't know if I entirely um, feel this signing is going to be the best direction for the jets, but you know, I I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and see what happens. I, I think trots given the uh, coaching options that we have, is, you know, for me, the most sensible choice. Now, there are some orders of business for the Jets to take care of. I think one of the biggest ones that we're going to get to before we take a brief break um, is is figuring out what you do with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, PLD is obviously due for a major contract extension, and I think the Jets would love to have him long-term. But if PLD doesn't want to play here and he wants to move on, then you have to trade him. I mean, there's no choice. Um, For me, I think it would really be unfortunate because... Here, the Jets finally had a first-line center fall into their laps, and you know suddenly he might be bidding adieu. Do I think PLD's getting traded? Uh, like, do I think this is likely? I don't know to be honest. I, I I don't know what his mindset is with this team and what he feels. I think the first thing is the Jets need to sign Trotz or another coach so that you know the coach can sell his vision of what he wants the team to do. If PLD wants to buy into it and sign for like, you know, six, seven years. Let's get it done. Let's see what, uh, you know, the cap hit looks like. Let's find a reasonable middle ground and kind of go from there. I don't honestly know what a fair contract would be for PLD right now because I feel like his his performance on the ice is probably somewhere in like the seven to seven and a half million range. But if you're locking somebody up, I would imagine that he asks for like eight to eight and a half. And I don't know how I feel about that 100%, but, you know, Assuming that there is a a match there, obviously getting Dubois under contract is a big deal because it does have a cascading effect on the rest of the roster. We'll talk about what that might mean for guys like Shifley in just a little bit, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends at uh, Athletic Greens. If you've heard me talk about Athletic Greens and their product, AG1, before, you know that I think it's awesome. Uh, You know They have this product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to, you know, fortify my immune system and give myself a nice kick every morning. Uh, you know, obviously right now with COVID going around, it's very important to have um, as much of a, a first line of defense against all sorts of microbes, bacteria, viral agents, 
anything that you know your body can try and fend off, you need to give it some support. And that's why I chose AG1. If you have no idea what it is, it's this great one delicious scoop that all you have to do is just dump it into some water, mix it together, and you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You know, it's got all sorts of health benefits, and it's also very lifestyle-friendly, whether you're uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, uh, or even gluten-free. I mean, they've got all of your dietary considerations. It's got less than one gram of sugar, so you don't have to worry about it being uh, a little bit of a calorie issue. And, you know, it's got a great flavor. I really feel like there aren't that many, you know, drink mixes and stuff out there that give you all of the vitamins and minerals that AG1 offers without all of the nasty flavor of of something that's, well, you know, it looks green, right? You, you would imagine it tastes pretty badly, but this is actually sweet. It's got a nice fruity flavor. You really can't go wrong with it. And again, it's, you know, just one scoop a day. You really can't go wrong. And if you're ready to get started, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, though, you know, you, you've been listening to Locked On Jets, and we super appreciate it. But I also highly recommend that you check out Locked On Now. Uh, Locked On Now gives you nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. We distill the most important points into 20 to 30 second segments so that you get the most important takeaways from every game without having to waste time waiting through all of the game recaps, watching all of the highlight footage. We give it to you straight. We give it to you with really good analysis. And we give you some some stuff so that if you want to check out a longer full-length podcast, you can go investigate You know our locked-on uh, NHL podcast network of, of colleagues and great experts who will give you even more insights into your favorite teams and games. So give Locked On Now a quick subscription. Again, it's free just like our, our podcast is. It's on all the same platforms. We love and appreciate your support, so drop them a follow right now. Continuing on our conversation about the whole Barry Trotz rumor uh, potentially being announced this week, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this happens, uh, but obviously I do have some mixed feelings about it. Assuming that Trotz is announced, and I, I think that there is a pretty decent chance of this happening, obviously, after sorting out what you do with PLD, the next step is to figure out what to do with Shifley. Now, I, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about Shifley because on the one hand, I, I do love him. And I think that he is still, you know, in terms of top end offensive players, Shifley's still up there. I mean, look, he's got some defensive issues and there are parts of his game that over the years have stagnated a bit, but in terms of creativity, in terms of vision, shooting, passing, playmaking ability, there's just not many guys on the jets who can do what Mark does on a routine basis. And at the elite level that he can, now, you might wonder, does the defensive issues in this game kind of offset the balance of what he brings offensively? And the answer is no. Uh, Shifley still very much brings way more uh, to the plate um, into the table than he gives away. So I, I think that keeping him for the next couple of years probably makes sense. Uh, once he becomes a free agent, I think there's more of a question. You know, he'll be what, like 30 or so at that time? Um 
And I think his future at that point is probably a little murkier. But so long as Shifley wants to hang out with the Jets and continue to be one of our most important creators and playmakers, I, I do think that you have to keep him. Now, there is an exception to this rule, and I would say if some team comes in with this crazy offer that the Jets simply can't refuse, then you think about it. But if you trade Shifley, if you if you send him away and you mostly get futures back, then at this point it's time to rebuild because you're just not really going to have anything replacing Shifley's impact on this team, especially acquired through trade. More than likely who, you know, the guys that the Jets would get back if it is a, a future savvy package, they're just not going to come close to replicating a first line attacker's uh, offensive output. So, you know, on that, on that road, I think you start to look at trading guys like Hellebuck too. Uh, Hellebuck has said that he's happy with the plan so far. It seems like he's relatively on board from uh, what the reports have said. So I don't worry about him too much. But, you know, with Shifley, there was more of a question mark. I don't think the organization has that much of an appetite to trade him. I do think that there were some warning shots fired between both parties. But in terms of like an actual separation, I just can't really see that being the case. So assuming that, you know, you can keep both PLD and Shifley, you started to run out of cap space a little bit because you've still got Wheeler's money on the books. And I do think you have to figure out how to better integrate Blake into the team. Uh, I know that he probably doesn't want to take a, a bottom six role, but I feel like if you want him to be the most productive, you know, Wheeler's going to have to get demoted. He just can't keep playing like 20 to 25 minutes a night. That's not realistic. And I think when we saw him move to like the third line and stuff, he suddenly looked a lot younger. He looked a lot better. Uh, and his on-ice on uh, impacts were a lot more positive. So, you know, give him a role that's not as taxing and demanding, and I think he'll be able to give you more back. And I think that that would really help the Jets and sort of balance this lineup a little bit better. Uh, in terms of the defense, I do think the Jets, of course, need to trade away some guys. Uh, Brendan Dillon, I, I think, unless Barry Trotz is really in love with the style of hockey, you know, maybe he wants to see what he can do. I think Dylan might have been around for that cup run. I don't recall, but I want to say he was on that Trotz team. So if Trotz would like to make use of him and, and get the most out of Dylan's value, I would be okay with that to a point, but I don't want it to block guys like Sandberg. And I think that that's kind of the sticking point. You know, Winnipeg's defense as it is, it's got a lot of veterans and there's not many spots for the youth to take over. And I feel like that for me, you, you can't keep blocking guys like Sandberg and Heinola and some of these other young prospects. The Jets need to make room because honestly, they don't have the cap space to really just waste on guys who are uh, extraneous parts of the team. And it's not like anyone is particularly expendable. It's just when you're a little bit tight for cash and you got to make some room, you got to rely on your kids and youth and, you know, giving Sandberg and players like that valuable NHL minutes to continue their development trajectory, I think is super valuable. It'll help the Jets long-term and it also gives them some immediate cap relief. So, you know, reformat the defense, bring in some more kids and kind of go from there because I feel like as it is right now, there's just too many veterans on the team. And I think the Jets were so reliant many years ago on, on their younger players. Now that they've gotten away from it, I think that their identity has changed and I don't think it's for the better. So yeah, let's let's kind of look at uh, transitioning a bit under trots. Again, I think Barry will favor the veterans first, and I think that that is just something that we're going to have to accept. I don't think it's going to change. Unless his mindset has changed in the time since he took over the Islanders, uh, which, spoiler alert, I don't think it really has. 
then, you know, Winnipeg is going to be on the older side. And I hope that that does not hold it back because, you know, when you see them skating against teams like Colorado, obviously the, the lack of foot speed becomes a really big issue. But if the Jets can find ways to add depth players who are a lot faster and can kind of play at the speed of teams like Colorado, uh, obviously that would really help. I, I mean, I don't really know where these guys are going to just be hiding because most teams probably have already plucked these dudes off the waiver wire and stuff. But, you know, the Jets need to work on that foot speed. I think that's one of the things that killed them last year in transition uh, in defensive coverages too. that that lack of speed where teams were countering against them constantly and getting waves of pressure once they had established offensive zone time. So, yeah, there's there's a laundry list of changes. And I think all of this stuff is going to take time and probably not all of it would be resolved uh, by, you know, this coming season. If Trotz is announced this week, we'll have an episode kind of going into the details on what I think uh, Trotz might do for the team and, and what he might change immediately. But, you know, for now, let's just cross our fingers, see what happens. And uh, hopefully by the end of tomorrow, we'll have more clarity on what exactly Trotz's status uh, is with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but for t- t- the rest of the night's episode, I don't want to transition and talk about the current NHL playoffs because obviously those are still going on. And I think that there's been some really cool scorelines and updates that might catch you off guard. Before we go any further, though, like I said earlier in this episode, I did want to talk about our, our wonderful partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You'll find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, uh, you know, all the mixed MMA fighting and and UFC fights that you can handle and even next season's NFL futures. If you're into other sports, though, no problem. They've got stuff like European football. They've got racing like IndyCar and F1. Whatever sport is your vice, they've got you covered. And they even have Vegas casino games for those of you who aren't really into sports, but still want to take uh, take part in online betting. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and so much more. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Go to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the latest trends in action and register for a free account. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, talking about uh, some of the NHL scorelines from round two. Obviously, some of these series are now on to game three. And for many of these teams, you know, it is a pivotal moment. Uh, some of the, the the series results so far have been a little bit surprising. Uh, others, not too, too shocking. But, you know, the first one that I think um, people are kind of taking a look at is Tampa Bay versus Florida. This series has not gone well for the Panthers. And after yesterday's game, you know, the Panthers suddenly find themselves down 3 nothing in the series. Tampa Bay, you know... They just have this feeling of a team that constantly is championship quality, even when they're not playing all that well, even when they're outmatched, outgunned, uh, frankly, shouldn't be performing this well. They just have this level of veteran savvy, and they were already built to be championship contenders. They've lost pieces. They've lost Braden Point for I don't know how long in the series, and yet continually they find ways to uh, outscore their opposition They've got an amazing goaltender in net. Vasilevsky continues to be one of the top net minders in the league. Uh, and while their defense isn't amazing, it's held up its end of the bargain just enough for, you know, the forwards to do their work. Um, Tampa Bay is top nine and, and, you know, the fourth line, all of these units work together pretty well and you got a lot of depth scoring. But I think the biggest thing is that, you know, Stamkos, despite blocking some shots in the last game, uh, 
he actually came back in this one and had a, had a couple of goals, which is really crucial. Uh, Kucherov also chipping in here on the scoring. Um, even guys like Corey Perry have played a role. I mean, Perry, yes, he is kind of an annoying guy and a lot of people don't like him, but in terms of uh, Corey Perry, the player um, and depth contributor, he's been brilliant value. And I think that that kind of aligns with what he's done over the past couple of years, whereas the Panthers just don't seem to have it this year. Uh, after a pretty good first round, you know, against the Capitals, they have not found the answers that they need against uh, Tampa Bay. And I think Bobrovsky has struggled a little bit, not really on his shoulders, I would say. But, you know, if he's not performing at the level that he was during the regular season, it's going to be a tough road because Tampa Bay, one of those teams that just tears you apart when you make a mistake. Speaking of teams that tear you apart when you make a mistake, we have Colorado and St. Louis also underway. Colorado has now taken a two to one series lead. This time they dusted the Blues on the road, 5-2. to two. Not really shocking. I mean, for as decent as St. Louis is, you just think that the Colorado Avalanche have way too much firepower and speed to overwhelm them. I think the Blues have done a valiant job, and I think Bennington in particular held his own for as long as humanly possible, but uh, eventually your luck does probably run out. And I think the Avs have a very good shot of closing out the series when they come back home for game number five. But you know, it's still very much up in the air. They still have business to take care of later this week. Um, we'll see if they actually need game five. Uh, I think they should. Um, yeah, sorry. They, they will have to have game five, but uh, obviously we want to see if they're going to be able to finish it off uh, because they do have to take the second game on the road and there's no guarantee. I mean, the Blues might actually pull off a really good effort like they did in game two and force at least six games, which I think everyone would love more series, uh, more games in the series because it's been really fun so far. Um, I think the Blues had a really strong second effort. Third game, not so much, but, you know, fourth game, maybe it'll be another pendulum swing and we see the Avs on the back foot like they were in game two. Uh, one other game, uh, one other series that has kind of seen a little bit of a resurgence from uh, the New York Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes. This one, you know, the Rangers are fighting to stay alive. Kind of like the Blues, they're very much outgunned by their opponents, but uh, this time at home, they managed to claw back a win, which is crucial. If they didn't get a win here, uh, I, I think they probably would have been swept by Game 4. It just has the feeling of Carolina being an overwhelming force and a team that, you know, has figured out Igor Shesterkin to a point and, you know, the Rangers' defense, it's kind of collapsing a little bit and the forwards haven't done enough to really compensate for some of their defensive issues. But in this one, uh, you know, the Rangers squeaked out a pretty nice three to three to one victory, and I'm sure that they'll look to try and even the series up in their next game. But yeah, tough sledding. I still think Carolina has a pretty good shot of taking the series, maybe uh, five to six games, but I would not uh, I would not really bet on the Rangers coming out of this one alive. Now, the last game is probably the one that a lot of people are really paying attention to because it is Calgary versus Edmonton and this series has been crazy. I mean, you've had everything. Uh, Calgary, <laughs> Calgary, Edmonton game three, Battle of Alberta. Edmonton actually kind of cruised to a four to one victory in this one, which I was a little bit surprised by. Uh, Evander Kane had a hat trick, which, eh, yeah, not really uh, super fond of. But, you know, this was a triumphant victory for the Oilers. They massively outcreated uh, Calgary. They outskated them and, and they just looked like the more dominant team. Um, the Flames struggled to defend the slot area. They were a step behind on second chance pucks and opportunities. And the Oilers just seemed like they had that next level gear. 
what is crazy is that McDavid has had something like, I don't know, 20 or 25 points in nine games, which is uh, for a playoff performance, performance, one of the all time highest scoring performances ever. And, you know, Connor is just racking up points left and right. He could probably carry this Oilers team through a couple of rounds. At some point, I do think uh, Edmonton's reliance on him and Dreisaitl is going to, you know, probably bite them in the butt. But for now, they're just going to keep shifting him and double shifting him, quadruple, quintuple shifting him, however many times they have to put him out there, uh, so long as he can kind of keep doing the stuff that McDavid does. I mean, Connor makes everything uh, magical look super easy and routine. And I think his ability to switch it on, you know, almost in the blink of an eye is just incredible. He is, for me, one of the most entertaining players that I've ever watched. And I just hope that this series goes to seven games because I feel like we deserve more. As hockey fans, we get we should get more of this. This is the kind of fun, you know, playoff series that we all uh, suffer for through 82 games for. So I'm really hoping for more Battle of Alberta, but I'd be curious to know how you feel about it. Maybe you want the series over and you want the Oilers to eliminate our hated rivals in the flames, uh, or you still have that hatred for the Oilers as well. Frankly, I wish both teams could lose, but uh, obviously that's not really an option here. So yeah, I don't know who to choose, probably Calgary, but you know, flames and the Jets recently, not, uh, not great history if we're being honest. Anyways, let me know who you're rooting for in the comments below or uh, on my Twitter socials. Like I said, I'm at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Like I said, tomorrow's episode will have the offseason, maybe for some player performance reviews for the Jets, and then talk about the uh, the rest of the NHL playoff action from games number, I think it's going to be games, uh, looks like four for Florida and Tampa, and then uh, Colorado and St. Louis. Uh, maybe the Lightning are actually going to sweep the Panthers. I don't know. I'd be surprised if that happens, but crazier things have occurred in this postseason. Again, though, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!